we as humans, we're good at adapting. We're good at dealing with change. We can get better at it. That's why you're hanging out in this podcast. The Amramudo Discovery is all about how we as humans can improve our skill of adapting. We can become faster, we can become smarter, and we can experience this whole concept of change with less resistance from the ego. Today's topic is all about when you're losing, how do you know what you are gaining? If you look around in the world right now, a lot of people are rising up, protesting in the streets. People have lost their lives. People are getting brutalized by the government and the police. And people are standing up because for a very long time, groups of people just like you and me have lost respect, dignity, safety, fair treatment, basic human rights. And it's really up in our face what we're losing right now. What these people have lost, what they're losing every day. What I myself have experienced is racism. And as this is going on, it's pretty grim. It's, it's, it's not a nice or pleasant experience when you look around and you're like, what is it good for? What, what is there to gain? And that, that's, that's why I dedicated this episode to realizing what you're winning when you're losing. Besides what's going on in the world with racism, I'm going to use a very personal example. If you're watching it, you can see it on the screen. If you're listening to the podcast, right now I'm holding up a little clay figure of a hand and there's a story behind this little figure which has to do with a very grave loss of my personally it's a little statue of my right hand as i was in rehab after my accident um, besides all the physical therapies etc there was one therapy i signed up for which was art creative therapy and when I got rolled in there, the first time by a nurse, uh, they placed me at a table. And you got to realize at that moment, I was basically able to raise my shoulders like I don't care about stuff. Maybe just barely lift the arm a little bit, but zero motor control of my fingers, my hands. They were not there. And silly me back then i was just happy to be alive and i like making stuff so i signed up for the art class just to take my mind off of things and process as i showed up there they asked me you want to draw you want to paint you want to what do you want to do i said i like the clay stuff let me play with the clay and the instructor there gave me uh, a little bowl and she said well what you can do is make little balls and then press the little balls into the bowl and then add a bunch of balls to it, press them down as well. And then you'll have a copy of that bowl with like little lines in it where the ball, balls are overlapping. I looked at her. She doesn't know where I'm coming from. I've studied architecture. I've been building stuff with my hands all my life. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen, lady. I'm not going to be rolling balls. I 
better stuff to do. So I told her, you know what? Just give me the clay. I want to make something. I didn't know what I wanted to make. I just sat there with the material every week. I had an hour of that therapy. As the weeks passed from one night to the other, my left hand regained function. I could do stuff with my fingers. And right now, my left hand is basically what's keeping me an independent human being, being able to close my zipper, being able to tie a knot, my shoes, grab something from the floor, grab a knife, cut an onion, cook. All these things are pretty hard if all there's left is what's in my right hand, which is just the wrist action and my fingers following the tension in my body. As my left hand was coming back, I was like putting in all the excess hours I had to revitalize these fingers. You got to realize I'm right-handed. I was born left-handed, but in Iran, that was a taboo. So they taught me to become right-handed. And then I lived the right-handed life. So my writing, my drawing as an architect slash urbanist, being able to type blind, being able to, hey, let's be frank, jerk off. All these things became impossible. And that was a pretty hard blow. Pretty hard blow to the gut like hard to process, just boom. I have lost my skills, my handy skills. I could build stuff, carpentry, electricity. I was always doing all the repairs on my own bike. So all that was on my head passing by was all the stuff that I'm losing, all the options that I'm losing. So I sat there with the clay, decided to dedicate my work to what I'm losing exactly. And that is right here, my right hand. And it's a smaller version. It's, it's, it's a reasonably detailed version. I don't know how well you can see it. Did my best on the nails, a little bit of a vein situation. And I broke two fingers off during the move, but yeah. Funny thing is, as I was trying to do this every week, the instructor, a very nice lady, stood over my shoulder and presented all the challenges of what I was building. Because I was building one finger at a time. I was building the parts of the hand separately and then joining them at some point and then trying to figure out how to make the posture uh, be right. And she, she was confronting with, with the fact that if we would put this in the oven, it would break. Before I got started, she would tell me that's impossible to make just because of the lack of function I had in my hands. So you got to realize this thing that I made was mostly done with the palms of my hands, rubbing against each other, kneading it on the table, punching it with my fist and... As time passed, I was able to use my fingers as well. Eventually, I get the thing done, put it in the oven, comes out in one piece, and I'm pretty happy with it. And she's kind of surprised of what I made because I gained momentum after a while as well. And uh, I still was in rehab. I wasn't done yet. 
She was like, what you want to do next? And I really liked the stuff that some people were doing with soapstone. It's a softer kind of stone. And at that point, I kind of had a little internal competition with the lady that was helping us out there. So I told her, yeah, I want to make something with the soapstone. And she was showing me examples, how people take a piece of stone and just curve it a little bit. And they're like whole... Yeah, they try to do a little bit, but most mostly leave the rock intact. In my mind, I was thinking, okay, this is just a softer version of marble. So if the Romans were making David statues out of marble, I should be able to make something out of a rock like this. Again, if you're watching, you can see it. If you're not holding up a pretty heavy piece of stone, and the stone, it had two sides of it cut. So it was one fourth of a pie. And the lady was like, well, oh, this is really heavy. I'm going to drop it on myself. What do you want to make this time? And to be honest, I was still very frustrated about my hand. I could not believe. Like by then I was able to squiggle my index finger. If I tried really hard, I would wiggle my thumb but i wasn't planning on giving up on this hand so i told her listen i want this piece of rock i could pick a piece i like this piece and i'm gonna make on one side of it my right hand punching into the rock and on the other hand my fist sticking out of it once again uh, the instructor reminded me of how fragile the material was, how big the odds were that pieces would chip off. Basically, again, not really motivating me, but confronting me with all the obstacles on the way. She didn't realize at that moment that the biggest obstacle I had with this whole situation was how much time it would cost me. Because I, know, I knew I would get it done. That's something I know. If you want something done, you'll get it done. Maybe it takes forever. Maybe it will be the last thing you do. But it can be done. All the things you see around you that have been done by people didn't come easily. It took them time and effort. And as I was working on this stone piece, which really took me a long-ass time, um, I... I had a dream, a very, very sad dream, a very bad dream, a kind of a nightmare situation. Suddenly found myself lying in the fetus position, curled up naked on my side somewhere on Times Square. Really panicking, lying there, people passing by, cold on the ground. And then suddenly out of the ground, a column rose up and lifted my right arm up and flames shot out of the ground and they incinerated my right hand. My right hand just burned. And I woke up kind of sweating that night in the, uh, in the rehab clinic, really heartbroken that I felt like my spirit or my subconscious was telling me, hey, buddy, there is not really much of a connection left with your... Uh, 
motor skills in your right hand. That was that was a pretty hefty dream dream to digest. And as I was working on this thing, eventually it turned out nicer than I would expect. The rock didn't crack. It stayed in one piece. It's in such good shape. I'm really happy with it. I'm proud of it. And the instructor lady, again, was just dumbfounded when I finished it and I showed it to her and she was like, wow, you really pushed through, eh? And it's really hard to know what you're gaining when you're really focused on all the stuff that you're losing, all the stuff that you're leaving behind. To be able to really um, find out what it is that you're gaining, you have to move beyond the sadness and, and the grief that is involved with losing stuff. And when I say stuff, it's not just stuff. We lose loved ones. We lose people. What do you gain when something like that happens? What did I gain when I not only just lost my right hand, I, I, I lost, I would say, 99% of the things that I would be able to do by myself. This whole art project example that I just shared with you, what I gained there was the clarity and the, how do I say it best, the... the depth of my self-belief like the person that was supposed to guide me disencouraged me told me all about the limitations the obstacles i was already in a very disenfranchised position not having my old skills i just had this wish to express how i felt and this is why this thing is also on my table it has to do with me realizing that if you put in the work, the result will come out. You don't know when. That's why this thing is made out of stone. It's a slow medium. It takes years to change. But I discovered what I was gaining there was the real connection with my push-through. And I think this piece really stuck with me over the years after the accident where I had many instances where I was in a situation that I was losing everything. Losing my business, losing my girlfriend, losing my financial stability, losing my shares in a very successful business that I was part of. Just feeling that there is nothing left. In those moments, the sorrow and the feeling and the focus of loss can overtake you. Shifting your mind into what's behind the dark clouds, what is actually the silver lining, is such a helpful way of going through this process. It's not going to make it easier. But realizing that 
if you're still alive, there's a reason for all this pain. I saw it as a quote somewhere. I don't know exactly who it was. But uh, if God kept you alive, if you want to be religious about it, there must be a reason for your pain. So it might be uncomfortable. It might not be nice. You feel like you have nothing to hold on to. But remember, you were not used to the stuff that you're losing. You gained those things. As you are losing these things, you will gain new ones. The attachment you have to the old, that's the ego. If you are able to move into your spirit, which is just curious and creative and sees wonder, you'll be able to approach the go back to start in Monopoly, just move to zero, you lose your reputation, you lose your body, your household, your finances, whatever it is. As long as you still got your breath, you got some of your health, because I lost most of it. The patience inside of you, putting in the work, believing in that there is something to gain here, and it will add to your library. That's, that's such a big shift. So how do you see what you're gaining? By not standing still in the loss, you can... You can feel it you won't be able to not feel it but standing still will not allow you to discover what you're gaining if you just freeze if you i've done that too allow yourself to become depressed not engage in social life not engage in physical activity just not trigger yourself in any form of way and just allow yourself to sink in the swamp you're not going to be discovering what you're gaining so if you want to see what there is to gain motion is such an important factor and this the examples i used with making art is this was the motion that i could do in that moment and what i was discovering about myself was how blessed the world existences because I discovered how strong my resolve was. Physical adversity, so much insecurity, negative guidance, and just my creative output showing to me that I can still achieve what I have in my mind. I can create my vision. It has kept me going in many, many moments. And not to say that it's going to be pleasant, not to say that it's not going to hurt. But like swallowing yourself in all that sorrow, that won't let you discover what's behind the darkness, you know. And as I'm wrapping up today's session, I'd like you to think of what's happening in the world right now. Because, okay, it's nice, all this stuff happened to me. Right now in the world, straight up in your face, Black Lives Matter. If you have ever had any experience with racism, you know how unfair it makes you feel, how frustrating it is, how much anger it evokes to deal with those situations. 
right now we're seeing in social media how many people are raising their children just with that reality just to try to keep them alive they teach them how to navigate a world that has so much hatred there as this process is going forward as we're clashing with the ingrained some kind of man-made superiority superiority i cannot pronounce that word what i believe is beyond the black lives matter movement is something that um, is above race and that is gender i think even within the black community or within the Indian community, or within the Japanese community, or even within the Swedish or the Dutch community, whatever nationality, whatever race, um, some kind of man-made, and I'm using the word man on purpose here, superiority, which is not true in any way. We are created equal. We cannot exist without the other is a very dark underlying layer of uh, human evolution our leadership mostly male board of directors executives culture the male and female energies inside a person how much we allow ourselves to be vulnerable or not all these things, I think, uh, surpass uh, race. And as racist, as racist is super nasty, losing your life over nothing, just, as they say, being black on a Friday. I hope this fire, that spark, that unfortunately got lit up by people losing their life. I hope it will burn all the holy houses that are there until we see female popes, female presidents, female, female anything in all colors. I think this is a very important step in the 21st century as people are rising up for Black Lives Matter. Just as ladies rose up to say free the nipple. To, to allow uh, women to express their sexuality. And you might think, okay, this guy is taking it a bit too far right now. We're dealing with the racism issue and that's a big enough issue already. But if, if women would allow themselves to speak openly and freely... If you look at the percentage of how many women get abused, get, get assaulted have to deal with inequality and maybe they they're not getting shot in the back they're not losing lives but they're getting indignified they have to mold themselves in a certain way in the male dominant culture if you just stripe away male dominant and say white dominant well it's a white male dominant culture i myself i'm from iran in iran if you kill a person the penalty for killing a man is twice as much for killing a woman. Or as they like to phrase it in Iran, 
the woman's life is worth half of that of a man. Boggles your mind, right? It boggles mine. I don't know. That's my hope. That's that's what I hope that the momentum that is created now, right now, we have the LGBTQT movements. It's Pride Month. And I feel like the 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 trans community, the the the, the gay and lesbian community. These people are, are the forefront. The, 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 they're there in the mud. They're like into the hand-to-hand -hand combat with all our stigmas and dogmas and taboos. So if you're like a black, gay, Jewish, married to a Muslim, it's like conflicting in so many cultures and belief systems. Well, it's okay. You're just a human being who's loving and caring. And... Maybe we need the oldest frame of mind to invoke the newest. So cops, white cops, showing black people, hopefully will get us there that you are a person and a human first and foremost, and then your gender or your sexual orientation or your race or your color or what kind of clothes you wear matter. We've got a long way to go because that's not how marketing works. And before I get up on a rant um, about how we're getting programmed in society, um, this is important change. Technology is coming towards us. Every step of the way that disruption is going to hit us, big groups of people will feel like they're losing. People will believe that Things aren't the way they used to be, and that creates some kind of nostalgia, but at the same time, there's a feeling of loss. But there's a new equilibrium forming. There's a new stabilization process at hand, and then it will change again. To be able to shift your focus every time on what is there to gain, what's that bright stop spot, what's the silver lining, that's what will keep you going. That's what will keep your mind state positive. And it will remind you each and every time that as long as you're alive, everything's okay. You've been gifted breath. Um, before I shut down the session today, a request. I'm building the brand Amarmuto. The energy management compass is the tool that I've designed to help people uh, tune into their energy, focus on harvesting energy, get good at gaining energy, knowing when and how to, finding other people to do it with. As I'm adding products and increasing my uh, productivity, I'm looking for help. I'm looking for somebody to help me reach more people. If you are hungry, quick on your feet, tech and trend savvy, and you're outspoken, um, please let me know. I'm looking for an English-Dutch native person to help me and the Energy Management Compass tool reach more people. 
I'm going to be posting this on Facebook and LinkedIn as well, also on Instagram. It's a paid job. It's not a free internship or whatever. So uh, if you are that person, if you know that person, drop me a line. Thank you for tuning in for the Hour Mudo Discovery. And that's a wrap.